Hey there, it's Luke Newcomer with the Newcomer Group where exceeding your expectation is our standard. And today, I wanna to talk with you and I've got the specialized insurance broker with Brightway, Ryan Flagler. We're gonna really dive into the importance of homeownership, the insurance market as a whole in Florida, and then get really niche and talk about right here in St. Augustine. So listen, I'm really excited to have this conversation. I'm stoked to have you here, Ryan. Ryan, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and your business, and then we can dive into all the questions that the consumer has right now about insurance. So guys, I'm Ryan. I'm the agency owner with uh, Brightway Insurance, the Flagler agency um, from Atlantic Beach up in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I moved to St. Augustine to go to Flagler College where I actually met Luke. Go Saints. Go Saints. Um, we've been friends for a long time, which was really cool to see our relationship blossom into business as well. Um, but right out of Flagler, I interned with Brightway, been with them for uh, I think it's like 13 or 14 years now. Went from uh, changing Rolodexes um, with a gentleman, Ashley Casey, all the way to owning my own agency, man. And um, Brightway's a great company and that's why I've stuck with them um, for this long. Yeah, it's been, a it's been a ton of fun working with you. We've done hundreds of transactions, literally 500, 600, probably getting close to a thousand transactions where you've been binding our customers' insurance policies. It's been an amazing partnership and it's constantly evolved and grown and because of that, that's why I want to sit down with you because the goal is for the consumer to watch this video and almost understand everything they need to know before they even go under contract on a property from an insurance standpoint. So listen, let's dive into it. Pricing's going through the roof. Insurance companies are failing. Policies are getting canceled. Uh, tell us about these challenges right now in the insurance market and what you're doing to hedge these problems. So, and I know that's, that's a long-winded question and you probably have a long-winded answer, but simplify that and we can unpack it during this conversation. Perfect, yeah, so um, insurance has just really gotten um, more strict would be the most candid answer. Um, when I first started the industry, it was, it was easy to insure homes regardless of age. Um, it was more of a kind of a ebb and flow of, of in order for a buyer or a homeowner or driving a car, any type of insurance product, it was just very seamless to get to the finish line. Um, with things now, um, it's just been a more of a process. It's just more things are asked for um, and, and pricing has gone up. Insurance carriers underwriting guidelines have sure. really gotten more strict. Um, and that, that's based off of a lot of reasons, um, you know, weather patterns, um, the current local market with what's kind of going on in, in the state of Florida with, um, you know, the, 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 the current, what I want to say is items that are kind of sure. arising right Roofing, now in the industry. HVAC, plumbing, electrical, right. and, the, and those, so kind of going into that, when someone goes under contract on a property and they want to get that quote really quick, it's not as easy as just saying, what's this, this, and giving them a quote right away. Right. You're going to get what's called a four point and a wind mitigation. Right. What is that? So those are extra reports outside of your full home, like full home inspection. Okay. The four points typically going to be needed when a property is usually 25 to 30 years old or older. Okay. Uh, it used to be 40 years old, but like I said, things have gotten really strict in the marketplace right sure. now to where um, th these, these underwriting carriers are going to want to see more of that. And then the wind mitigation report is going to be typically needed for roofs and, okay. and then also windows. So um, when you when someone was to put a new roof on a home that's um, you know that the home was built before March first two thousand and two and they put a new roof on the home that wind mitigation report I like to call it the discount 
report because it really can save the consumer some money by obtaining, um, showing the discounts for that new roof due to the building permits and how that roof is really tied to the home, making it more hurricane resistant. Interesting. So basically paying that money up front for the wind mitigation is almost like a hedge to save you money as far as what 100%. you're going to be paying yearly for the insurance on the roof. 100%. So like the clips, how it's installed, the type of roof. So you've got architectural shingle roofs, you've got metal roofs, clay tile roofs, you got flat roofs. You're an insurance agent. What is your preference for when you're looking for a roof to insure the property? So again, going back to the way that the industry's become is, is it's become really strict, especially on the shingle roof side. Um, right now, we're in the middle of hurricane season. Um, and even before that, you know, the industry's really tightened up on shingle roofs. Um, any roof that's really um, getting to be 15 years or older, um, the insurance company and the marketplace are really frowning on that due to, um, you know, a lot of fraud going on um, with in the roofing segment, which is causing that. So these underwriters are really, they really, you really get incentivized for having that new roof on the home. Okay. Easier to gain coverage and better pricing. So better coverage, better pricing with a roof. You want to have it 15 years or newer. When it gets past that age, you might be in a predicament where that roof needs to be replaced, right? For shingle. Yeah. Talk about metal roofs and clay tile roofs. So metal roofs are going to be a lot more lenient as far as the life okay. it, that you can get out of the roof. A lot of companies will go to either 25, 30 years, pending the company. As long as it's in good shape, no rust, no missing screws, no panels missing, of course. Sure. But uh, metal roofs are more... Um, I'd say gonna be sought after for an insurance company. Um, and then tile roofs, that's another hard one because they used to be 50 year old roofs, lifelong roofs, but they've really cracked on those due to tiles cracking, wear and tear from the sun, the Florida weather, much like shingles, but now tile roofs are really cracked upon about 20 to 25 years old in the industry today. So the markets are constantly changing, right? So, so, you know, three, four years ago, even 10 years ago, I mean, you've been doing this now for a long time. Yeah. Even 10 years ago, the conversations were very different that you were having with the people purchasing the properties, the homeowners, the agents. Uh, we do a ton of business in on Anastasia Island, downtown Volano. That's kind of like our bread and butter. Right. And, and I would say that each property is not a one size fits all where maybe you go out to a planned development community that was built in 10 years your insurance is gonna be more favorable in those types of communities. Now, you bring it here. As a consumer that's moving here, what are the most important things you want to tell them to be looking for in a home? And I'm talking location, what the property has within it and the components to insure it. What's your best advice? And not necessarily to get the best quote or the best price, but what are the things the consumer should be mindful of when purchasing in a coastal community? like St. Augustine? Yeah, so great question, Luke. I think, um, you know, valuing our partnership, um, mm -hmm. you know, I was right off the bat um, when I got into this industry, being local in St. Augustine, where I first started the career here, was as I, I dealt with old properties, you know, and I just thought that was kind of normal, right? right? Like 1910 year built homes, you know, uh, historical district, etc. And a lot of people really get kind of scared with that because, oh, it's a dated home, oh my gosh you know, or, hey, I'm gonna be oceanfront in this coastal area. Oh my gosh, you know, is this, is this bad? Is this my, gonna make my insurance through the roof? Um, no, I, I would say, you know, not, don't panic with that. I mean, you know, partner yourself with like, you know, the newcomer group with Luke, and they're, they're gonna educate you on that real estate and the insurance will just fall in line based a, a bit upon the inspections, that four point, that wind mitt. And if there's anything that really arises that, that needs some TLC, we really, you know, um, 
we, we really get on the forefront of that on the front end and tell you, you know, what adjustments need to be done. Hey, this would be a good idea uh, to implement, you know, this on the property. But as far as age, location, if you're in love with the home, um, don't let the insurance dictate too much on you because we can work through that. As being a broker, we can, uh, you know, it's not a one size fit all. We have really so a shop different markets. Dive into that, okay. Yep. Um, let's talk about flood insurance and elevations. That's a constant conversation that I'm having with buyers and sellers all the time. Um, you know, FEMA constantly changes the flood maps. I would almost say too, just as a, as a side note, a lot of people, the biggest misconception here in St. Augustine, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, people that don't live here, they're looking to buy direct oceanfront. They assume that like flood insurance is a must. It's, you're mm -hmm. more exposed there. When I would say you're almost safer, closer to the beach from an elevation standpoint, because we have such high protected dunes versus if you're gonna go live on the intracoastal, that storm surge makes you more exposed from a flooding standpoint. Wind is probably more of a concern on the ocean. Is that an accurate statement? Um, so that's a that's a complicated question because um, water is a funny thing. Right. Um, it takes the path of least resistance. So like you know over here in the latter sections, you're gonna have a hot a lot higher elevation than you would like you know towards some of the rest of the beach. Like uh, Davis Shores. Like Davis Shores, it would be a great example. But here's the thing: is is um you know the floodplains when they were established. Um, you know, in, in the 1970s, before that, you could just take a piece of property and build a house on it. And no one really put your hand to the fire to really tell you, hey, you need to build to a certain height or not. Right. So, you know, after that, that's when, you know, the federal government started implementing flood zones and, and floodplains and how high you had to build in order to, you know, get your house permitted and making, making it safer. But um, to answer your question, um, you know, it, it, what we do in our office is we run the flood zone, we look at the elevation, we, we you know, make sure we, we let you know about the coverages and what really flood uh, is for and what it's covering you for. Because I think the biggest misconception is, is a lot of the times people think that flooding is the same thing as water damage. And it's, it's a big difference. Water damage is gonna be any really kind of plumbing related instance, like a toilet overflow, a faucet leaking, water heater exploding, causing damage. Flood is gonna be any type of water that's coming from the outside in from the ground up would be a good way. So they're two totally different animals when you're talking water. And I think that's important to definitely take note of because water damage could be from anything. It doesn't just have to be from natural disaster. It could be from Falling oh, really? asleep, falling right. asleep with your kitchen sink on and overflowing. So, going back to flood insurance and mm -hmm. elevations, technically, the whole state of Florida is in a flood zone. Correct. That is a correct okay. statement. So, yeah. so that's a, people always ask me: Is it in a flood zone? Everything's in a flood zone, but there's multiple different layers that you can look into to establish what that flood zone is. The two most common that I want to focus on today, and then maybe add something extra, is. AE and flood zone X. Those are gonna be probably the two most common yin and yang type flood zones that we're, we're familiar with. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us which one, like what do both of those mean and what should you be mindful of between X and AE? So I love how you just mentioned that every property in the state of Florida is in a flood zone. That's true. Because it's nails on a chalkboard. Um, I'll hear a lot of people say, I'm not in a flood zone um, and, and, and you're not in a flood zone. The other half of that sentence is that's required if you were to have a mortgage, which would be the X flood zone. So if a property is located in an X flood zone, um, it doesn't necessarily um, 
a lot of the times your lender, your mortgage company does not mandate for you to carry a flood insurance policy to close on that home. It does not mean that the property could never flood. So when I hear I'm not in a flood zone, politically correct, you are in a flood zone, just the X flood zones more preferred, less subject to flooding. It's still a very good idea to buy flood insurance because you know when hurricanes come, it, it creates a tremendous amount of rain, tidal surge, water coming from the outside of the home into the home from the ground up. And that could be pretty catastrophic. Um, I've dealt with a lot of flood claims being in a coastal agency and um, they're pretty horrific. So I think if, I, I just keep it short and sweet, you know, is, is if you live in Florida, buy flood insurance. And simply put. I'll add to that. I'm a big advocate of I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. The whole game and, industry. Yeah, and, and that is truly insurance. And, and I'm, I'm a, I like to buy up on my insurance and that's just a personal preference. But, you know, in an X flood zone, your, your costs are going to be lower. Now, there's many scenarios because these flood, these flood zone maps constantly can change, right? They can, yeah. And what I've noticed is you can have a house that's in an X flood zone, but if there's a small portion of that property that has AE on it, mm -hmm. your lender will require you to carry flood insurance, correct? Even if it's just a slither of that AE, correct? Correct, but just to elaborate there, it would be if you have your, your lot and if the AE is touching the lot, um, and not the home, and the home's fully in X, Luke, you'll still be considered an X flood zone. And I can show an aerial map, but now if any portion of the dwelling, the house itself is touching any other flood zone besides X, A, E, V, E, A, if any, even the smallest part of your back porch is entering that flood zone, you're gonna be mandated to carry flood insurance and that flood insurance zone will change from X to AE, even though the slightest portion is touching that required flood zone, like you're mentioning AE. Sure. Correct. Awesome. Okay, so couple components, just to summarize a few things. So you wanna focus on the roofing, the plumbing, the electrical, the HVAC. Those are all important aspects. Right. Hot water heater, if it's 15 years or older, most likely the underwriters, the insurance company is gonna require you to change out that hot water heater. I wanna talk about pricing. Mm -hmm. um, that to me is I think what the consumer probably cares the most about. And the one thing that we find common here is, hey, insurance company A said they can do it for 5,000. Insurance company B says they can do it for 3,000. Which one do you go with? Because the cheaper one makes the most sense, but then why would the more expensive company, sometimes it can be you versus another one, why does it make sense to go with the more expensive policy? So I think that's really important to align yourself with like an agent like myself with Brightway and my team because we're independent. And being an independent broker, you know, we have multiple carriers that we actually shop the market for uh, the consumer. Uh, we're not just married to one logo. Um, I think that's really important. And the reason being is because like you said, pricing can fluctuate, but you know, pricing is just one factor with insurance. Sure. And what I mean by that is we really pride ourselves in our agency to, you know, no matter what personality I'm talking to on the phone, I know you want a good price. You know, right when you, the phone rings or you walk through my door, I know price is a lot of the times the forefront of insurance, but we take it to, we kind of like to put that as the, out of three points, the last one, because, you know, we like to look at who's the quality of the insurance carrier? How long have they been in business? How highly are they levered on reinsurance? You know, how much money do they have in the bank? Can they pay the claim if the 100-year storm hits, right? Sure. 
And then also we look at your coverages. You know, um, anyone can lead with price and just give you the best price, but does that mean you have good coverage? Does that mean that you actually bought up, God forbid something was to happen on your home and you need to file a claim? Well, we really like to give that confidence and, and, and you know, um, consulting the client about, you know, hey, we know price is meaningful, but let's talk about your coverages and what dictates that price. And then we really kind of taper it to their needs, what they can afford, what's meaningful to them, because everybody has different things in their home, sure. different style of home, and then also, of course, different personalities. Like you mentioned, you like to buy up insurance. I'm the same way because I do this for a living, right. but I also have, you know, some clientele that, you know, would rather risk it kind of go the money out of pocket right. worst case scenario right. and, and exactly. i think that those are really important questions to get answered up front i know ryan takes the time to understand what your situation is and then tries to deliver a package that's going to make you most comfortable right. um and to add to that kind of to i guess kind of to bring everything back you know what is the difference between primary homeowners insurance and if you're purchasing an investment property because if you're buying an investment that insurance policy on the house is typically going to be more expensive than if you're buying for a primary insurance is that correct it, it depends on a lot of factors i mean like okay. year bill distance to coast and stuff um so there's a lot of actuarial standpoints that dictate price but as a, just a general blanket statement um, the two form types are different. A lot of times with a primary home, you're going to have an HO3 product, HO6 if it's a condo, or if you, even if you're a renter, uh, HO4. I know we're not really talking about renter's sure. policies now. But then if you have any any type of rental, we typically write it on like a DP3 product, which and, and nerding out on you a little bit on the insurance language. Um, it, it, all that is, is it's really the same homeowner's form. It just one form allows tenants to occupy the home when the other one doesn't. So when you do shop for insurance, it's very key to make sure that you let your insurance agent know, hey, we plan on renting this or it's going to be a secondary home. And when we're not there, we plan on renting it. Those details matter because when we align yourself with the insurance carrier and we create the product for you, we want to make sure it works. We don't want to write it on the wrong form and then something god forbid was to happen and you know it's not written correctly so when there's a tenant involved luke um it's a specific form when it's a primary it's specific form but on the pricing standpoint um it just really depends on year built type of construction so there's many different factors that dictate that pricing but um it's good to know i didn't I, know that i will tell you this though there's this rumor and misconception that with rentals like it's going to be um, a lot more expensive to where it gets people nervous. Right. And it really doesn't. Um, it's, it's a big reason people think that is because when you buy an investment property, the interest rates higher. So right. they assume everything else is, and they do not correlate with one another, which is, that's actually something I wasn't too familiar with, which is why I asked the question. Uh, another thing that I, that I kind of learned, um, thanks to you because of the partnership, but if you've been living in your home for three plus years, how often should you be re-evaluating your insurance policy? Home values have gone through the roof in the last three years. Right. To the point where you probably are underinsured if you haven't reanalyzed what your current policy is. How often should homeowners be getting with their insurance agent or carrier to say, hey, do I have enough coverage or do I have too much coverage? Do we need to be reanalyzing the property that you're insuring? How often should people be doing that? So on a blanket statement, anytime you, you, you put some more money as far as renovations in the home, you want to always reevaluate when the renovations are done to make sure you have ample enough coverage. Because if you put money in the home, that brings them that market price up and that equity 
you know, up in the home, you want to definitely have your insurance reflect that, right? Putting a pool in, you know, new floors, new kitchen, etc. Um, but I, I usually tell people when you get your renewal in the mail, it's typically always a good time to look at that, call your agent, make sure that, you know, you, you're, you're happy with the coverages. And what I like to say is, you know, people should go to the doctor and get a physical right, every year. No different than your insurance. When your renewal comes, it's a good time to pick up the phone, call, evaluate, make sure that you're comfortable with what you have. But um, in this market right now, Luke, if you have a renewal, um, it's really kind of half the battle due to how strict the market's become. Sure. So um, the sheer fact that you you have a renewal with your policy, even though pricing has gone up, the market share right now in the industry is very limited. So it's just a good job to always, I like to say, just call your agent you know, and make sure, you know, call our team and say, hey, we just want to kind of, you know, make sure we're confident and understand what we're buying. And, and that's our job is to consult you, to provide you that confidence and hold your hand and understanding it. My last question for you is, what sets your business apart from other people within the industry? Uh, I'd say turnaround time um, and then also my staff. My staff is the backbone of the um, my whole entire office. Um, we work hard and, and what really separates us is, is for two things. We're, we're not married to one specific logo. We're independent and we can really educate you on a lot of products. We do homeowners, auto, flood. I like to tell people, if you can touch it, I can insure it. Love that. Um, and then also, you know, just taking the time with Brightway, it allows us um, in our model to really, you know, not just kind of push it aside. Hey, just pay for it. You know, yeah. you need insurance. We know you need it. Just pay for it. We really like to take the time to consult you and understanding the product because seventy four percent of people just don't really know about insurance. They just know they need it. Yes. Um, and and actually, if we just put it in layman terms of insurance, it's really not that hard to understand as long as you have you know, you've aligned yourself with a partnership to where you trust your agent and they provide you that understanding of how it all works and puts breaks it down to you in those layman terms aspects, which my team is very good at doing and bringing it full circle for someone to understand with basic knowledge. This is the largest asset you're gonna purchase. Right. And I would say that aligning yourself with someone like Ryan or in a different market, it's crucial, especially if you wanna build out a real estate portfolio or if you just wanna make sure you have the best coverage to one of the largest assets that you're gonna be purchasing. It's a big reason we partner together. Ryan, I appreciate you hopping on. You. We'll make sure we have all of your contact information below here. Um, let us know what you thought about the video, drop a comment, share it with a friend. Uh, all things insurance here at St. Augustine in Florida throughout, Ryan Flagler with Brightway Insurance. Thank you, thanks Luke.